This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris? No. Uh, (laughs) The answer to that. Um, Evening, afternoon, morning, Day, night, bite, wherever you are, I'm leaving one word off that because there's no way is it good. You can see that certificate there in the top right-hand corner because I think we are going to be going uh, 18 certificate on this show tonight. Uh, And I'm going to start it off. I'm going to 
absolutely i have put the swear jar away so anybody wants to feel free i'm going to start off with three four words <sighs> stuart atwell you're a wanker now i am not one for just blaming the referee and saying that's the reason we lost. And I'm taking nothing away from Man United because at the end of the day, they took their goals well. Um, I, I, you know, and it's not Man United themselves that say that you know you shouldn't have a card or you shouldn't be doing this, but it's difficult to play against. I mean, I've called, I've called it uh, on the on, on my on my posts, social media posts. Uh, Stuart Atwell's eleven. Um, there is no way on this earth that that was not a card. That was not a card on that challenge on Vout phase. Um, and uh, how long after that, Mendy? Yes, he brought a player down. Yes, you could argue he deserved a card. But how was that a card when the first one wasn't? That is my point. Um are they taking bribes, PGMOL? Are they taking brown envelopes full of uh, full of uh, bungs? Or is the guy is the guy at um, VAR doing what the guy in the parliament did and watching porn? Suddenly realizing somebody nudges him and we say, "Oh, there's been an incident," and he asks, "Hang on a minute, I'm just finishing off." Finishes off, then comes back. He's like, oh, "I can't, can't decide. I'm quite, I'm too flustered." Get, say it, say it's offside. I mean. <sighs> What do you call a bunch of referees? Wankers, I guess, is the only word you can call them. Um, I'm sure there's an official word for them, but, I mean, <sighs> three weeks ago, I wouldn't have expected to have won this. And if it had been a draw, I think, you know, fair enough, fair enough. I just think, I mean, you could argue, and I did think that when we were struggling, well, we weren't struggling. We were very much in it in the in the first uh, in the before before the goal, um, and, I, and I honestly thought, oh, we're not taking our chances. But when I look at it and think, well, one of their men of the match was De Gea, the goalkeeper. He denied Kalechi on his own twice, uh, but I'm sure this referee would have given it offside or said there was a the knee ball in the groin in the you know. 25 minutes before that so they can't you know allow the goal i am absolutely basically fuming as you can probably tell i'm not happy i'm just trying to um realize that i hadn't updated something so i'm just going to try and um and get some slides up here for us um if i'm not happy i don't think my my fellow host is going to be happy either Knowing as I do, uh, like he's probably going to be glad that I have put the swear jar away. Uh, like I said, I want to just say, look, not taking anything away from Man United. They took the chances. It's just that stupid dick in the middle. Brad, who isn't a dick in the middle, I have to say that before anybody thinks that those two things are, are linked at all. Um, but I've had my rant. I mean, you know. There we go. Look, this was the this was the post I put up. Manchester United three. Their goals were scored by bent ref after twenty five minutes, blind VAR after fifty six minutes, and brown envelopes after sixty one minutes. How how are you feeling about the game, Brad? Good evening. Yeah, well, no good about it. But evening, Chris. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait, right? Because we've been live for about six minutes, six and a half minutes. Yeah. As of now, I'm just going to bow my head. We're having a minute of silence, Chris. 
in a minute's silence. And if people are wondering why I'm having a minute's silence and I'm mourning, um, you know, this is firstly to, to those that have lost their lives in Turkey. It's a horrible thing. But in terms of this game, I'm just giving a minute's silence to the term a beautiful game. Because VAR is absolutely tarnishing that title. Um, rest in peace, the beautiful game, because it's gone. Because do you know what gets me, right? And and, and I am 100% with you, and I have stated this, and I've put it out there and stated it. I am not having a go at Manchester United. If the referees aren't going to give decisions against you, that's up to them. You can't, you know, that's that's their problem, not Man United's. Fair play United, got the result. Not, no, enough, this is not a man you didn't deserve. It. Why don't you talk about one of them, right? The second goal, do you know what intrigues me about it, right? The commentators, the people sat at home, even the officials on the field. Now, Rashford's foot is in front of Castanhas, it doesn't matter. VAR zoomed straight, zoomed straight in a wild face. Didn't even look at Castanhas, they zoomed, they didn't, they didn't draw a line, they just zoomed in on that wild face as if they didn't mean to, and then quickly zoomed out. And go, oh, oh, we didn't mean to show the reason we're going to give it. Uh, oh, crap, crap, let's draw a line quickly. I'm sorry, but this has to stop. This needs to go. And again, it's technology that in every other sport is used by competent people with a brain cell that actually respect the sport and play it fair. They don't, they don't care if it's Federer versus 95th seed. They mm. do not care, right? If it's out, it's out. That's the decision in tennis. They don't care if it's England, England, Bangladesh. If he's out LBW, he's out LBW. That's the rules. Them the rules. We follow it fair for each side. Mm. Why, why, why is it so corrupt in football? You know, all those years ago, and I can't. Terry's just said there. Um, I've sent, I've sent a link, Doug, because um, I, I want, I want an independent fan to come on that's watched the game, and Doug's agreed to do it because I don't want to be seen as oh, it's bad eggs, you know, you've lost, you yeah, exactly, the ref and what have you. And I've always said, yeah, the, no, some of the refs, we know, we know the shit. But you can't always blame the ref for losing. And I'm not saying that is the reason we lost the game. I'm not. But he was absolutely shite. And I just want a non-Leicester fan on just to come and say, actually, you're right, or no, you're being a bit unfair. But yeah. Terry's saying here that all the, pund all the pundits are agreeing, Mendy's tackle was good, no card. Yeah, you can believe I, I watched it and I, I was apoplectic. Yeah. Chris? He gets the ball, he takes the ball, the guy falls down, and it's a free kick in the yellow card. Um, I mean, I'm 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 sorry, and I I'll wait, I wait until it's brought up. I'll, I'll behave. I won't mention the the Spitzer, but it's like I will try. Yeah, try. No, I'll wait for you to mention it before I bring it up. Was what I meant. I'll yeah. let you give. But my my thing is, is you want us to believe or hide the fact that there is favouritism and biasness in your decision-making, yet you'll book that challenge where he literally gets ball. If he clips him, it's his own momentum that takes him into Mendy's studs or, or boot. But the commentators say, oh, his foot's slightly high. That's why he's, bucket, he's booked him. Mm, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe Wild Face needs to punch his knee out of its socket for it to count as a high foot for them. But... Mm. Had that been a little bit harder, I mean, his leg was facing forward, his, his foot went like that on his knee. If it had gone followed through worse than that, his knee would have been bent the wrong way. It would have been career-ending. 
you know that, you know that Coventry guy, the first one it happened to, and I can't remember his name. I can see your dog. Two seconds, mate. But what was it that Coventry guy, the first one? And I can't remember his name, but when his leg was literally like that. Mm. And it was yeah. in one of those. It really would. Um, yeah. Look, let, let, let's let's bring a neutral in. Um, and when I when I say neutral, he, he, you know, he, he, I know he's not going to like Man United, but he's still not a Leicester fan. And just see if he agrees with this comment I've made there. Uh, is this the most biased referee in the EPL? I might have that behind me as well. Oops, a daisy. Didn't mean to put that up there, allegedly. Doug. Are we being unfair, or was this guy a total wanker today? Uh, well, good evening, Chris and Brad. Um, thank, <laughs> you you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for having me. That was the worst referee performance I've seen this season by a long way. Um, I have absolutely no idea how Sabitzer stayed on that pitch. I have absolutely no idea, and the fact is. That you actually look at the challenge from Sabitzer, like he's not even looking at the ball, and his studs goes into Vase's knees. Now, if his leg is planted there, that's a broken leg, and that's a career-ended injury yeah. for Vaut Vase. It's yeah. absolutely ludicrous that that decision. Um, and obviously, I said in the um, the watch along um, the, the the live chat. I actually said this was a man who awarded a goal that wasn't a goal. It yeah. was for Watford against Reading. I think I think it was Reading that actually scored the, that goal. And when you see him now being a Premier League referee, you'd be like, how on earth have you managed this? Because honestly, we, we keep saying it. We keep saying it. Referees are as bad as each other. But that today was going on to the extremely really really bad performance and i think as well that i think i think if he had been an under under 15 referee i don't think he would have done any better that was shocking from mr atwell today i actually had a message on my facebook to one of my um anti-pgmol posts that um i said i said it was it was i've seen better refereeing basically was what i was saying. i've seen better refereeing on a sunday morning between two pub teams that have hung over from the night before and uh, it was refereeing of that standard and this woman came on and said uh, my son does that don't don't, don't knock him <laughs> but i was obviously talking <laughs> cheap but i mean i uh, i i just do not understand do you remember all those years ago uh, I'm welcome to you first, Doug. When when they first introduced um, Hawkeye at tennis at Wimbledon, and I used to yes. go mad. Uh, what was he called? Um, John McEnroe, effing yeah. blind and said that was in, that wasn't in. And I'm thinking, come on, mate. Except, but you know, now I'm looking back, thinking, God, yeah, I see where he's coming from. Yeah, hundred percent. Like Hawkeye is. Uh, doing very very well in, in tennis, and you've obviously got a similar sort of thing in, in snooker as well. Yeah. You've obviously got the TMO at the you know the rugby union. Now, now that works. That that actually actually works much much better because you've got somebody actually in the stadium who's actually watching the game. Now I'm going to be honest. If we are going to have a situation where VAR 300 miles away at Stockley Park, no 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 no, scrap that, scrap that. We now need people who get these 
technology, get the VAR technology, and has it right in the stadium, then we know. That, then they, then we know what they're talking about. Because if I'm being honest, I watched a lot of I watch a lot of uh, rugby. Union. I watched the Six Nations. I absolutely love the Six Nations. Absolutely do. Um, the 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 one thing I have noticed with VAR is that it is very very inconsistent. Now, when we look at rugby union, they have a referee, and then they have a referee like it's it's like TMO. So I, I'm not sure what 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 that stands for, but um, basically they're basically upstairs in like one of the one of the main main rooms, and they're yeah. actually watching the the game as the referee mm-hmm. is actually there. So if there is a bad, if there is the decision to be made, basically the referee has got a, a earpiece in his in his ear, and basically speaks to that person. I think referees need to be mic'd up, and we need this technology in the stadium because having people make decisions 300, 300 miles away. It's fucking ludicrous. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brad, they use it in cricket. I know you're a cricketed man. Um, I, I don't follow cricket unless it's, you know, a, 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 the ashes or something big like that. But d- does it work in, in cricket? And what do we need to change? Do we need to change the rules to fit VAR? Do we need to get rid of referees commentating on or, or judging their own best friends and do we need to get independent maybe as i've said many times ex-players in there that play the game that understand how things happen what do we need to do and what's it like in cricket in cricket it's fair you can hear the third umpires it's called in cricket you hear the communication he goes so for those that know cricket i can't i, I can't give an explanation for it in great detail because i'll bore you to tears if you don't but if a, if a fielder appears for an instant which is called leg before wicket, which is where it completely misses the bat and it hits them in the pads and it's going on to, it's impeding hitting the, the stumps behind them, yeah. the bowl inside will appeal it if the umpire doesn't give it out and then it'll go onto the screen. The, the crowd, and, this, and, and Doug, Doug's got it spot on, but it's, it's baffling how it's never been a thing because... Football treats VAR like no one's ever used this technology. Let us get it right before the rest use it. But anyway, so it's hit the pads. It's looking like it's going to hit the stumps. It's not being given out by the umpire. What you will hear is ball tracking. Okay, it's a fair delivery. Okay, there's no bat involved. Let's just make sure with the, the they call it snicko. It's basically a sound detection thing that they yeah. can pick up to see if there's any connection back. Okay, with the or the line. yeah. No, yeah. yeah, it comes up. Yeah, it comes up with all the lines. There's no lines. Okay, so there's no bat involved. Let's go for ball tracking. So they will make sure it's pitching where it needs to be, which is the technical part in the cricket. Yeah, it's hitting the pads. Umpire's call is it is not out. It's hitting the wickets. Umpire, you need to reverse your decision and give him out. And then the umpire on field gets told he's on screen and he goes, "Yeah, that 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 that's out." And the decision is reversed. Why don't you do that in football? Very quickly on that one though. That's and I've seen one or two of those, and it still seems to take less time than they decide whether something's a penalty or offside. And in football, yeah, because it's so clear cut, it is very precise, step by step. And the fans know what steps they're going to take. They're going to check is the bat involved? No, they're going to check to see um, if, if it's double bounce, if it's really necessary, which it never really is. But then they'll bring up the graphics to show you the lines, and they'll go through all three red lights. Did it pitch in line? Is it is the impact in line? 
Yes, yes. Is it doing enough to suggest it's going to hit the wickets? Yes. And, and and the only discretion comes into it is if it looks like it might hit the wickets, it might not, then it's given as umpire's call. It's so close that they go, we're going to stick with the official decision. I haven't got enough evidence to overturn it. Stick with your decision and not out. If you bring that concept that rugby, cricket, tennis use in football, VAR is brilliant for the game. The technology is brilliant for the game. The fact that we're making out like it's caveman days, and like I said, the Premier League and football treat VAR like followers, trust us, we're the only ones with this technology. No other sport has ever used it. It's like, give us a break. We know how it's used in other sports. We should have been smashing it out of the park with VAR and going, thank God for no gaffes and errors. Look at it, communicate with the fans, and then we can take a decision. If you communicate with the fans whether it's against your team or not, you can go, oh, yeah, all right, he is offside. Yeah, we've seen that. The line show he's offside. Okay, fine. Fans accept it more, and that's what this happens in these sports. Are we in, Doug, are we in a case of here, and I feel this, that we're almost a case of, well, it's the Premier League. We're better than all the other sports. We're the most popular sport in the country, so we'll do what we want and bugger everybody else. I mean, the one thing that baffles me with VAR, it seems to work better in Germany, seems to work better in Italy, it seems to work better in Spain, it seems to work better in Portugal. I don't know, I've never seen those, but I'm not. No, no, honestly, like, honestly, they actually made decisions really quickly. Um, And. The thing that was brought in, like I think it was like the uh, the World Cup, the automated offsides. I quite like the automated offsides because it was yeah. actually picking up who was actually offside in the in the yeah. World Cup. So are we in a, a situation now where we're going to bring that in to, to to football? I honestly, I honestly think that that that, that we should. And look, it's not the technology that's the problem; it's the it's the, it's the people running it. And mm. unfortunately for me, I think as well. The, the best league in the world is the Premier League. I think that's 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 definitely a, a case for that. Is that VAR is continuously a talking point week upon week upon week upon week. I have not gone this season without talking about a, a VAR decision being going going horribly wrong, a VAR decision going right. It just feels like every single week we always think that we have to speak about VAR every single week. And it's just going to come to a situation where we're either going to have to do something to like get get actual football people in, or obviously the, the things that I've obviously suggested as well. It's an absolute travesty what, what was happening to it. And even in the Scottish Prem, it's been a lot, lot controversial decisions being made there as well, mm. and you know as well. Scottish Premiership referee, uh, sorry, Scottish Premiership uh, managers have have are, are sick and tired of it already. Yeah, because you've only just got it, haven't you? Yeah, we got it in uh, October, uh, the middle of October. I mean, Tim, I don't know if I'm just being simplistic here, but there must be easier ways of doing it. It must be nice. like. The foot is offside. With football, Brad, the foot is offside. So if you yeah. elbow, hand, you've got a hard-on and that's sticking out over the line. None of that counts. It's just if your foot is over the line. It's, it's simple. Or get rid of bloody offside altogether. 
well, we, we, there's many a way to, to to put the solution there. Just quickly to bring up Travis' point that you brought up on the screen. You know, when he said, so if Rashford um, is um, given originally offside, um, when he's when he's saying about that, yeah, this one. So if Rashford was ruled off initially offside, this is the, per I'll, get, I'll try and give a perfect example of this being replayed in real life. So Rashford gets breakthrough, he scores, and then the official flags. That is what you're looking for. The original decision is he's offside. And what you would hear from VAR is, yeah, yeah, we're looking at it. Just bring the line up. He does look offside. Okay, that's too close for me to overturn your decision. Stick with your original decision. The goal doesn't stand. It's offside. That's it. End of conversation. The fans go, all right, fair enough. The initial decision, you don't want, it's, it's so close. You don't want to misinterpret it. That's it. Fans would be happy. Even United fans would have been happy with that decision. They'd have gone, you know what? It was originally given offside. It's too close to call. They're not going to overturn it. The thing is, we've taken something very simple from uh, and that other sports used before us, which still baffles me to this day, the biggest sport in the world should have used it first, right? Is we've got something so simple and we make it so convoluted and difficult. I mean, the most contrasting rule in there is VAR, and I know we mentioned it about Sabitzer, and this is what I want to bring up about th that decision, right? VAR is for clear and obvious errors. But also yeah. VAR can't give a carded decision unless it's a red card. But it was clear and obvious he should have at least got a yellow card, if not a red. Apparently Nick Pope so, missed the League Cup final because he got a straight red. But somebody who yeah. got two yellows is not going to miss the League Cup final. Consistency with the rules. It's, it's stupid. I mean, I don't, I don't know the thing. Gary Lineker said it yesterday on, on Match of the Day. We, we used to spend hours after a match complaining about the referee. Oh, the referee did this, the referee did that. But you kind of, at the end of the day, knew that he only could make a decision on what he could see. So the idea with VAR, that it was supposed to take out all that controversy because it can yeah. see what's going on. So there should we shouldn't be talking about VAR because that's what we used to do with the referees. This should be sorting it out. Travis, whose message I've just put up there, and I've got to thank him for this. He sent me these through on, on, on Twitter. And I've got to say, look, there we go. That That's the foul. Now, if that's not a red card, what the fuck is? And that's yeah. the just... And are you trying to tell me that Atwell can't see that? What were his heads at? I know. Well, we know Stuart Atwell's Stuart Atwell is a knobhead. We know that. But what would the you know, why can't VAR look at that and go, actually, mate, and, and not even tell him to go and look at it, just say, look, mate, that is a red card. Get him sent mm. off. Because they won't go against their best mates who are on the pitch. Get mm. ex players in, I mean... get somebody from Hartlepool from Scunthorpe, no disrespect to them, but they're not going to have a media career after the career ends. Get them in, like mm. say, other matches. Have them based at the matches doing it. I mean, mm -hmm. you look at you look at Vase's foot there, his leg. Yeah. I don't know if you can zoom in on that, but if you look at his leg, oh, if that is if that is planted any more, that he his leg is breaking. That's a leg breaker. Yeah, yeah, he's out, he's out, he's out for the season and probably, you know, you know more. Like Atwell's looking right at that now. How on earth can VAR basically not say, "Oh, Stuart, I think you need you need to go over to the uh, to to the the monitor 
Uh, there, there's a there's a, a potential red card uh, challenge from uh, Sabitzer. Can you, can you please go for a look? They didn't even check it. No. Like that's that's the worst thing about it. They did not even check this, and you know, mm. obviously the the the, the argument is going to go on and on and on. But how he stayed on the pitch. Imagine if he'd scored the winning goal as well. Like we we'd be we'd be going on and saying yeah, oh, yeah, it's a, a disgrace. He should have he should have been you know sent off. But imagine if he yeah, look that that it's not that a it's not a record. It's ridiculous. <sighs> oh, that's horrible. I mean, that's it's just horrible. horrible. That's horrendous. I just want to pull this comment up. Um, Skyler, obviously, is a Man United fan. Um, you, you, <laughs> the clues are there. Uh, but he says, why are you blaming the ref? You guys didn't take advantage against the United side who are playing a game every three days without Casemiro as well. If you'd have been in from the start, Skyler, you'd have said, we are not blaming Man United or taking anything away from Man United. What we are saying is that the referee made some bad decisions. Now, we're not saying that that's cost us the game. At no point have we said it's now 2 0 to Spurs. It's going to get fucking worse. Um, this is me on nil, nil points for the week, isn't it? Um, <laughs> um, I, you know, I, we are not blaming the referee for losing the game. You know, that, listen to what we're saying. We are blaming the referee for the decisions he's made. You know, you might that that whatever guy he was called uh, stabilizer might have got sent off, and you still might have won it. We're not saying that's the reason. We are saying we are just yeah. saying that these decisions were wrong. And do, do, do you know? Do, do you know what really gets me about fans, opposition fans, when they do this, Skylar? You're talking out your backside a little bit because I guarantee you, if that is. If if Leicester, let, let's reverse it, right? Skylar, are you really telling me there's nothing wrong with that? Because if that's Walt Faze, if that's Walt Faze going in on Sabitzer's leg and it's the opposite way around and Leicester win the game, I'm sure you're crying into your cereal that he didn't get sent off and that Leicester won the game because he stayed on the pitch. So don't come in here trying to say, like, we're blaming man, you know, uh, that on their own type of performance. We've never done that. We never do this. We try and see it fair. At the end of the day, that's a red card, whoever that's on. It doesn't matter if it's Leicester, Man United. It doesn't matter if it's Liverpool, um, Brighton, whoever, whatever. doesn't matter who you are. That is a red card offence. So it's easy for you winning the game 3-0, being, oh, you look, you look at Leicester fans crying over the... No. If that was Wout Faze on Sabitzer, you'd be spitting blood. So, yeah. In a bit. In a bit, um, if you need like this point, said, yeah, it, it, it is it is bias. Um, and oh, Steve is in. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day. Uh, to be fair, I think the reason Man United won was your goalkeeper, some world class saves. In- he did, he played well, oh, yeah. Brilliant. I- yeah, yeah, and I, I, I said again. The problem is with when when fans come in halfway through the show, you don't know the context of what we're talking in. Um, and for those of you that were in the uh, watch along earlier, you would have seen me saying after about fifteen minutes because I said Man United have come out here and they were really going, and then we kind of took the game over and we had more control, and Doug, you were saying in the chat, weren't you, that, you know, Leicester are on top here, and I said, the problem is, if we don't take advantage, this will come back and bite us on the yeah. ball, which yeah. it did. Um, 
but it, it's difficult when you're playing 12 men. I don't care what, what people say. And I would, I would argue we were playing 14 men with the officials all round. No. That 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 is the argument as well, and I would I would agree with you, but I think you know. Hi, Renny. Yeah, hi, Renny. Sorry. I mean, I just we shouldn't be talking about the referee, but we are. Like I said, this is what VAR should have been getting rid of, and it hasn't done, mm. and that's it. Congratulations to Man United. If you were on Rich's show the other week, you'd have seen me and. Uh, Brad blowing smoke up Man United's arse for the season they're having. Uh, they're really doing well. Um, mm. So, taking take what we're saying in the context of you know, watch the show back from from, from the beginning. Um, De Gea, I mean, apparently a lot of Man United fans aren't happy with him. He kept them in that game, Brad, didn't he? At the start, yeah, he did. And 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 if we take them chances in that first half. Um, it, it could have been a different game, regardless of the, the, the card that never happened. You know, uh, we could have got something from that game and it could have been very different. Rashford maybe doesn't get that chance if United come in half-time 1 or 2 nil down. So, yeah, fair play to United at 1-0, decisions going our way or not. They, they took the impetus of that, of kind of being... Well, they were 1-0 up against the run of play. And like you said, taking the poorness of the decisions out of the equations, they ran the show in the second half. And, you know, we can't argue with the result overall. So, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, man, you look, we were punished for them things. But it's just, it's just a game should never be clouded by bad officiating. It should be a case of we're able to sit here and willingly go, you know what, you were better than us over the 90 minutes. You were you're a bit you were a bit fortunate to come in at half time one and all, but you rolled your sleeves up and you really took it to us. Fair play. Yeah. But we're not. We're sat here going, for God's sake, why have we why have we had the wind knocked out of us mm. by very bad decision making and not a case of we've been poor and deserve the loss? Yeah. Because decisions change games in football and we've just seen it today. Yeah. Uh, Skyler comes back and he makes a very good point here. And I've got to say I did not see the Casemiro sending off, so I'm not going to comment on it because I've not seen it either way. All I know is that everybody that I've been speaking to about it says that he was it was a, it was a bad decision. Um, mm. And as he said here, we've been crying into our cereal since Casemiro got sent off wrongly. We have had fair share of VAR nonsense. Look, it's kind of every club mm. has. That's the thing. Every club has, and it's time for the owners of these clubs whoever that may be with Man United in the near future, but the owners of these clubs to actually go and say, oi, sort your act out or, you know, we're not going to play yeah. this weekend or whatever. You need somebody to stand up to them because the, 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 the EPL are just, were just bully boys. But in fairness to you, Skylar, I did hear, and as I said, I didn't see it, but I did hear yeah. that it was a very, very uh, harsh sending off. Doug, you said... The referee was bad. Dan, who's not even in our division, and you know he's he's actually in the championship. He's a Burnley fan. He hasn't got VAR, so you'd think he might be saying yeah. you know, we want it, but he isn't. He said, "I'm dreading when we when they will come back up, Burnley. Dreading coming back up because we'll have VAR back." Mel, an Arsenal fan, um, messaged me afterwards. We were talking, and she said, um, "Yeah, the referee was absolutely shy." So we're not. Being unfair, we're not saying it's affected yeah. the decision overall, but it may well have done, and that's the thing. But we're not being blue tinted no. spectacles here, are we, Doug? 
No, 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 definitely not. I think like Manchester United did in the end, you know, you know, deserve their win. I think they were they were very, very good. I mean, Rashford, you know, you know, when the ball goes to Rashford, all, all you're always expecting a goal right now with, with him. He's mm. he's oh, just yeah. in the form of his life. Yeah. He's in the form of his life at the moment. Um and Ten Hag has done extremely, extremely well uh, with that with that with that side in a short amount of uh, short amount of time. Um, obviously, to Skyler's comment, Casemiro was sent off because he had his up hands around um, Will Hughes's neck. I think it, I I I've always been told that if you raise your hands or have them at like neck level, it is a red card. Um, unless, unless you're in the penalty that's inconsistent spot, as well. The goal going in, then apparently yeah. at the top where your shoot leave is, it's not. A, it's not. I know. I and the other, the other night, the other night there, Liverpool, Everton, Connor Cody had his arms around Andy Robertson, and nothing, nothing was was done about that. It's just very, very inconsistent, unfortunately. And look, I think as well that Leicester did play well. They did play well today. Um, you know, that first half, if De Gea doesn't save an actual shot or the uh, the as as header, you know, that you're getting a couple of goals then and you know you know, it's probably maybe two one to Leicester at half time. And as you say, you know, you need to take your chances when you're on top. And I think that's that's a that's a good thing. But I must say, Danny Ward kept the score down today. He made some very, very good saves. I was very impressed with Danny Ward. I think he has he is a goalkeeper that has really, really come come of age, I think, this season. You know, he did start really, really shakily. And we all remember we all remember the we all remember Leicester and, and how they how they how they started the season. But just since then, Danny Ward, I think since the World Cup, he's been fabulous. He has yeah. really, really been good. And I think now takes away the argument that Danny Ward is definitely good to be a number one goalkeeper. Indeed. Point there. Uh, I'm getting some echo from somebody. Not sure who it is. Uh, I'm just going to mute everybody for a second. It looks like it's you, Brad. Um, is it? Um... Yeah. Because when I mute you, it, it goes. But earlier on in the season, our heads would have gone down. It would have been six or seven. I mean, we've we've played we played worse than that and not lost by as many. Um, the performance. We'll, we'll come back to Brad in a minute when he sorted that out. Um, the, the performance, Doug. We we were still we were never really out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I thought. Um... I thought you played you played well, like in that first sort of fifteen twenty minutes. And I I I thought Manchester United would actually start slow, especially with their exploits and you know Barcelona the, on the on the Thursday and having to sort of travel back on the sort of the, the the Friday. So you know they wouldn't have been able to train much this week. They wouldn't have been able to train much for this uh, for this game. And I thought Leicester came out of the traps really really quickly. I'm very, very impressed with the way that that Christensen. I think he's a fantastic left back. I think you've you've picked a gem out over there. Um, as one, I I I love the look of Tete. He was giving Shaw big, big problems down the down their left uh, as well. Uh, on another day, I think Ian Acho has a couple of goals if it's not for David De Gea. Yes, yeah. 
Um, let's just see if Brad's back yet. Um, is it working, Brad? I don't know, mate. I've just put in the message there to explain that I've tried everything. I don't know why my phone gives off an echo every so often. It seems to maybe, be maybe the case. Maybe sound down a little. I don't know. Whether yeah, I have my volumes down as low as I can without not being able to hear you, obviously. Um, uh, and then he tries that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've worked with you too long to let you pull the wall over my eyes that way, mate. Are we... Oh, were we expecting too much, Brad? I mean, you know, we've not had the best of seasons. We've then suddenly gone on and beaten Aston Villa, who were sort of in 11th place. The Spurs win was unbelievable because they've beaten Man City the week before. They're now 2-0 up against West Ham. So that was a good result. But getting those two really good wins on the trot with the new signings coming in, were, I said, were we just maybe sort of running before we could walk, do you think? I mean, yeah, a little bit, but that's the joys of being a football fan. You're you're the part of the football base that's allowed to get a little bit carried away when your team's doing well. But we had every right to be optimistic. We knew what we was up against. We know the sort of form United and Rashford in particular are in. But, uh, you know, and, and I know hindsight's all the thing, but if that first half was mirrored in the second half, even if we'd have lost 1-0 to that mm. goal, we'd have came away from that going, you know what? You know what? Nothing wrong with that. It's unfortunate. It happened, but we gave it all we could and, and we'd go again. And I think the best thing that the club can do collectively is, and again, I don't know how it works with Sunday games, if they'll be in training tomorrow, that'll be their official day off. I assume it will be. But I just think Brendan and the lads just need to run and rave, maybe have a few quiet beers and and, and uh, maybe, maybe get, get on the punching bags on the Monday or Tuesday morning when they're back in training and then say, right, you got it out of your system, how we, we feel unjust against mm. Man United? Good, let's go again. Let's take how we played in the first half and how we played for the last two games before that and let's go again against Arsenal. Let's yeah. not let that second half debacle phase us. And, and, and there is no reason. I'm still just as confident as I was before this game to think we can still go and get something from the Arsenal game. You know me, when I come on here, I'm very, very happy. Well, not very happy, but I will criticise the performance if they deserve it. But look, that wasn't a bad performance from, from Leicester, in, in my opinion. You know, I mean, um, Travis has just said there, uh, I'm neutral and the real crime is that questionable decisions during what was a very entertaining back and forth. I said when it was nil-nil, that as nil-nils go at that stage, it was a very entertaining game and, and a good nil-nil. Yeah, it was. Um, as, as, as I keep saying, you know, you, you did have chances in that game. Um, I mean, Ian Acho had a couple of... Uh, the chances for for himself. Um, it's just I think you just came up against uh, David de Gea today, who, yeah. again, like you say, I'm I'm quite amazed that Manchester United fans are wanting him out. Um, yes. It's maybe because of maybe the sort of the, his distribution I think keeps him down, but he's a great shot stopper, David de Gea. He really mm. is. Oh yes, I, mean, I I I I like the guy. I've got to be honest with you. Um, if you need to go at any time, because we tend to talk, talk more about Leicester, then you just say, "Doug, not a problem." But you're welcome to stay as long as you as long as you want. 
Um, Thank you. Unless you want to do my match ratings, Doug, because I refuse to, to bring well, them down. I'll get shot in the comments. I'm going to be honest with you. If it was stopping, I was going to say it'd be interesting to get your ratings as well from a neutral's point of view. Um, yeah, this, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to. I'm happy to stay on. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, you're a gentleman. Uh, oh, see you later, guys. I'm off before I start swearing. <laughs> 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 these are no, you're allowed. I got the 18 sign up today. Uh, these were the predictions. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> the best thing we can say about that is uh, well done, Ian Wilson, who got the closest. Um, none of I got three goals. I got that bit right. Uh, just in the in the wrong net, uh, but this is what it has done. To and I've got to I've, I've got to show this because at the end of the day, um, my actual prediction show table is not good this week. But uh, this is a prediction <laughs> table. Jer, Jerry Taggart's top with thirteen. Uh, I'm still holding on to second with eleven. Brad drops down one from third to fourth. Sorry, Brad, but Ian Marshall jumps over you with 10. Uh, Ian Wilson catches you up. Uh, Steve Walsh, Craig is not doing very well. And Steve Lynex, it's uh, nice of him to take part, really, isn't it? <laughs> At least he's consistent. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I sent him that the other day and he goes, I've got more than four points. And it's a different bloody league, you, you fool. Um, but uh, I'm just looking on uh, the site that I use for the stats and what have you. Um, Fernandez, man of the match, 9.9. Was he that good? What? 9.9? Yeah. yeah. De Gea has got 7.7. I want to give him a 6.9. I thought he was which is higher than... Any of the Leicester players? Surely I'm. I, I've been watching another match, haven't I? Mm, that's just yeah. Fernandez, man of the match. Mm, not sure. Nine point nine out of ten. I mean, for no, that, I'm not. I think. I think. Uh, I, I don't know. If Manchester United fans have actually like hijacked that or anything like that. Um, <laughs> because nine point, I don't think he was that good. No, no. I, 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 I feel like Manchester. If that's Manchester United fans, I feel like they've got more excited than the Virgin with getting a, stri- a, a dance off a off a stripper. Fairness, because this isn't Man United fans. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't. Oh well, well, Sky have definitely got very excited. Nine point nine. I mean, I could barely, I could barely understand man of the match, but nine point. On what planet? Right, have they got too excited that Man U have won? Because they feel like, you know... Scored.com, by the way. I should point that out. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's also who's not got a brain cell.com if they're giving him 9.9. <laughs> Don't hold back, Brad. Don't no, hold I won't, because that's just ridiculous. I mean, calm down. You won 3-0, but he didn't do... He didn't, did he do anything? Did he even get an assist for any of the goals? Surely, if you're going to give 9.9, you give it to the guy who's The first one he did. The first, the first right. goal he but did, because he played, played still, the eye of the needle pass. Uh, I think what happened was, I think, Vase gave the ball away. Um, yeah. And uh, what, what what happened is that Fernandez played like an outside of the right foot, played it to Rashford, and Rashford obviously scored. Um, I'm, but, I'm pretty certain that Christensen had kept Bruno Fernandez very quiet that game. I didn't see him do an awful lot until, until Leicester's kind of, Lost their heads a bit and mm. admitted the defeat at three. That's just... surely if you're going to give nine point nines, it goes to the guy who scored two goals and could have got a hat trick. It doesn't go to your anyway. 
I'm going to say for 9.9, you've got to score four goals and get a hat trick of assists in my book. Um, well, yeah. I think two yeah. bookings got... for Leicester. Two bookings for Leicester, no bookings for Man United. Just as another <laughs> extra little... Another joke. Another joke there, joke. you know. Um, so, yeah, but that that is... Uh, but let, let's. Um, I don't want to go too much into these uh, the, the, today for this one. Uh, Leicester City manager Brendan Rodgers. Let me just get rid of this again. Um, just in case you didn't believe me, I wanted to bring that up. We started the game really well, looked real threat in the game, progressed the ball through well into the final third. We had chances, uh, we didn't take them. They had one chance and scored, and that's just the difference in being clinical. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing much you can say, really. Like I said, I don't think you can have a go at the players for that. Ten Hag says Leicester managed. Leicester made it difficult for us. Fair play to him. Fair play. Um, I just let's have a let's have a look what the the fans who the fans marked up, shall we? Um, man of the match. Well, okay, they're on the BBC where the fans vote. Rashford got nine. Fair enough, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, De Gea got 8.43. He was second for Manchester United. And again, yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, I, I accept that. Uh, I think this is a bit harsh. Leicester's highest rated player was James Madison with 5.9. That was even harsher than the bloody who scored. Yeah. Um I mean, I know, I know Danny Ward conceded three goals, but if it hadn't been for him, I think the scoreline could have easily been potentially 6-7. Because um, he, he, he made some very, very good saves, the Danny Ward. But no, no I, I, I don't think Leicester were that bad defensively. I think, I think on, on another day, I think Baze had a bit of a, a shocker. I think is I think is the safe, safe safest thing to say. I thought Suter was all right at the centre back, um, yeah, yeah. but no Bruno Bruno for me um, and obviously like who's no I I don't I don't think there was a Leicester player below at least a six or a seven today. Yeah, I, I've got to be honest with you. And Hannah, good evening. How are you? Hi, Hannah. Uh, small consolation, I know, but Leicester smothered Man United for the first half. No, as I say, if you'd have said to us a couple of games ago, you know, you'd be, you'd be playing Brighton, Spurs and Man United and you'll have six points, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have laughed at you. So, you know, we can't we can't moan. And the performance was there. Um, we just need a better referee. That's all it was. But fair play. Thank you, Hannah, for that. Uh, Bruno is in no way better than Madison. Um Victor is man of the match. I don't know if I would go that far. Um, just looking here, I mean, apart from the subs that came on, Sutar only got a 4.83 off the fans. What are they right, watching? Well, yeah, it's, did some of our, did, 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 did the fans that vote today, did they just kind of go off the result and not bother? Because Sutar was phenomenal. Today he 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 did actually stop a second half onslaught because yeah. United did have them chances to make that scoreline very painful. Mm. In, mm. Whether it was whether it had been just or not, which it wouldn't have been in my opinion, but Sutol was not at fault. I mean, I don't get the four point rating for that. But then, I mean, 
Bruno Fernandes is getting a 9.9. So why do I care what anybody thinks of ratings? It's just ridiculous at the moment. It's. I did. I did actually say in the. Uh, I did actually say in the live chat, Brad. I don't know if you were there at the time, but Bruno Fernandes is one of those players who you'd really like to punch. He's got a face that's really punchable. Oh, he does. There's something about him, isn't there? There's something about... I find that with certain players as well, and people think, oh, it's because they're fancy and they're talented. No, I've got no questions that. Sometimes you just have a face that is punchable. You do, and you have a face, and he does. And he looks like a rat. He does. He does have a rat face, doesn't he? Blondes and rats, do we? Talking about having a face that you can punch... Tottenham game's finished, by the way. Yes, 2 0, isn't it? Bloody hell. Uh, that face looks like it's been punched, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> by, his own, by his own mother. Yes. If only all those years ago his mother had swallowed instead, we'd have all, we'd have all been saved. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, you could probably see that one was coming. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, Rene, Victor, man of the match. I don't know, certainly from a Leicester point of view, possibly. Um, Sai, I'm not going to read the whole name out. Sai, taxi for Rogers. He can share one with Vardy. I'm sorry, I don't know where you're coming from because you cannot blame Rogers for any of that today. I mean, Rogers, let's be honest with you, Brad. Um, when I saw this team, we picked the team the other day. I know you put Pratt in for Tete. Uh, he had another possibly quiet day, but he, he was still all over them. I was really pleased with that lineup, and I think the subs he made. If he hadn't made any subs today, I would have still said fair enough, because the team were playing that well. Yeah, I mean the lineup was great. I mean the only reason, and I said this on the show, the only reason I ended up because originally I did put Tate in, but I talked myself into thinking like Brendan and thought, is he going to be a little bit more defensive-minded with how Pratt plays on that wing? Uh, but he wasn't, and Tete, for the most part, was good. I mean, his second job is to get back and help Castagne out, and he still did that, just it's not his natural talent to do. So he he got things wrong at points. But, yeah, the, the lineup I was fine with. And to be fair to Brendan, um, the substitutions, the only issue I have with the substitutions is you're 3-0 down, and I suppose you can kind of say, well, the game's done, it doesn't really matter too much, and I could give him that one, but... He made the subs and it's like for like, which mm. is great because we've got great depth in like for like. Samore came back and played. That was good. And, and Pratt came on for for Tete. And I know they're slightly different in what they do. I mean, I know Samore is slightly more defensive. And I'm guessing at that point, you feel cheated and robbed. You don't want to lose the game 5-6-0. No. So he probably went on to shore up. But I, I think maybe, just maybe, the subs he made at 2-0 they shouldn't have been like for like and maybe changing something up, but it is what it is. Hindsight's a wonderful thing because he could have made them subs and we could have lost the game five or six and then we'd be moaning at Rogers for his subs. So, yeah, yeah. Take, take the subs with a pinch of salt, really, because the lineup was brilliant. I think so. You don't change. I mean, for what I never thought I'd ever say this, but well done, Brendan Rogers, you know, as he said, you know, they don't have their places. I mean, they yeah, you'd like, never call him a bell end, would you? No, no. Who would ever call him a bell end? Uh, West Ham were in the bottom three, 20 points. Uh, Leeds 19 with 19, Southampton 20 with 18. That is your bottom three at the end of this week. And I'm in there with no points from a prediction league. <laughs> Doug, I mean, when you look at those heat maps, there's not a lot of difference, is there? 
No, definitely not. Um, I think the only real sort of difference is probably the um, the sort of the heat maps and obviously um, uh, the opposition's boxes. But no, I think up until the first goal, I think it was a very very even game. I think uh, I think you caught Manchester United by surprise with the way that you guys actually started the game. Um, so yeah, I think I think for me is is is, is very very. Uh, it's disappointing that we finished 3-0. I don't think it was ever a 3-0 game, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and again, on another day, you probably... I don't think... I think you probably either get a draw or lose narrowly, maybe like 3-2 or something. But it was a, it was a good game to watch, spoiled by a inept a dumpling of a referee. Yeah. Um, that was uh, Tete's heat map there. Um, don't know if you can see that at all. Um, I just want to look at uh, Mende because you know he, he's he's you know he didn't have a bad game, did he, Brad? No, for me, you're talking Leicester man of the matches. He, he he's up there with a right good shout. And again, on another day with a, a referee with half a brain cell. Um, a different result, a different outcome. Maybe he, he would have got the overall man of the match because he was getting back. He was trying to put impetus on the front foot. He was winning tackles in in, in deep in our half and and, and in pressing in 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 their half as well. In fact, you would probably look at his game in that first half and say, God, he was the one that was really putting Leicester on the front foot. A number of times that he put a challenge in. Not necessarily his pass or anything, but his challenge would go to a Leicester player and we'd instantly be able to pass it to Ian Acho or Madison and, and, and or Tete and Leicester were getting in behind Manchester United and he had a really stellar game. And yeah. I I kind of, I do hope that come Arsenal, we still see him in that 11 because he's definitely... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mutt Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He deserved of, of his spot to be kept. Madison there was um, spreading himself about a bit. Yeah, again, getting, you look at the game for about 70 minutes before the disaster, well, not even the disaster, well, about 55, 60 minutes before it all fell apart from ineptitude and, and then we lost the game. But Madison wasn't that bad. He probably didn't get as many set pieces as he liked, but, you know, when you're getting booked for sneezing and they're not getting booked for karate kicks, it's hard to win free kicks from a lesser perspective. And yeah. he did all he could. And, and that's, again, if, if you kind of look at the first half and take our perspective from that, we couldn't have done too much more without scoring the chances we created and and, and, no. and no. setting the game up differently. 
Inacho did his fair share of defending as well on that. Uh, I thought another. I know he didn't score, but he, he he got himself into the positions, and that's all you can ask of him, isn't it? I mean, on an any other day, and it's not De Gea, he gets a couple of goals. Yeah, again, the performance was was there, and again, like Doug said, unfortunately for the neutral, when 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 it when it all kicked off and. And I don't mean the game, I just mean when all the incidents started to happen, especially that second goal and that. And neutral would have been a bit sad because it's like, oh, I don't really care now. I don't really want to watch this because Manu have won. You know, more neutrals were probably cheering Leicester on. And you can just see there that the game does not reflect the outcome because of the effort that Leicester put in. And you're right, on another day, he doesn't make them saves and 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 Inacho keeps his score on going. But it's football. It's a cruel game. I can't. I can't say it's a beautiful game anymore because this just killed it for me. But it is still <laughs> a funny old game. Uh, action zones there, Doug. Um, pretty even, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think a lot was played in the middle of the park today, and I think if you look at it as well, I think the way that. Um, you guys started um, as well. There were a couple of opportunities, I think, as well. I think um, I think the low got a bit lucky with one. Uh, I think he, it could have easily gone to Harvey Barnes, and he's obviously getting a shot away um, as well. I think Lindelof had one, I think, that was blocked by... Um, I think he had... Uh, Ian Adger had one blocked by uh, Lindelof. He, he just ran out a little bit wide, unfortunately. Um, so, that, that you know, you did have chances. You definitely had chances. And I'm not surprised that the action zones are quite uh, quite even. Eh? Because, again, I think as well, I think the game was very, very even up until uh, that first goal. Yeah. That's nice to see, Brad. We're getting a bit more even. It always used to be a majority down the left, didn't it? Yeah, it's very nice to not do these post-match and me have my little obvious FC rant because we have that quality and that capability now to 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 spread the play. And I will say this, and it, it's a shame that it's gone unnoticed because of how the game's played out, but some of the across-field passing by Leicester was, was a sight to behold. I mean, they weren't just in the right area, which is a good enough pass, and it is if someone's running onto it. But they were on the laces of Madison and Barnes or or Tatete. It shows that Leicester, when they've got the players out there that they can use at their disposal to attack down both sides, can do it and do it well. Should we be worried about this, Doug? Last few games, 0% shots within the six-yard box? Mm. Not overly, no. I don't. I. I. I don't think so. Um, to be quite honest, I mean, obviously, we. You obviously had the, you know, the VAR decision. Obviously, Rashwell and obviously, obviously scored. Again, that's 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 one thing I want to want to say as well. Then you guys have one that was very very similar. Like Barnes's foot was offside. His oh. knee hair. His knee hair against Spurs. When His knee hair. Wow. Yeah, practically. So, again, the consistency. And that's why I do offer a little bit of sympathy towards my United fans that the bias seems to come their way because that's the inconsistency, isn't it? That gets given yeah. us offside, but then this one doesn't burp me. It is, it is what it is. Apparently, someone got the second goal against West Ham. Obviously, West Ham, you know, not you know, stopping Son from scoring is not for everybody, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but but to quickly, if you don't mind me adding, Chris, on on that mm, thing, you yeah. asked Doug if, Doug if we should be worried about that zero percent in the six yard box. I'm actually quite relieved that it's zero percent in these last three or four games because when we've lost games, or we, especially the game against Fulham, which thankfully I was too busy in the cinema spending time with family to to have watched, I was actually getting sick of us trying to do an Arsenal and walk it into the net and we were having 30% mm. of our shots on the six-yard boxes. It wasn't working. I'm actually glad that I, not just are we scoring from outside the box and just inside the box, but we're not trying to walk it into the bloody net every time. I'm actually quite happy. And I know, you know, I'm like with stats, Chris. The fact that I'm saying I'm happy to see one that's working it like that is I'm quite good. I'm making a note of it, by the way. Um, before we just... Well, well, last comment and a quick yes or no from both of you. I mean, Lee Mason stood down in the week after his performance. Uh, should we see Stuart Atwell, uh, if not step down, get some punishment for this? And we know he won't. Doug, you first. I'd like to see him demoted to League One or League Two. Might might serve him right. Brad? Pick them all up, sack them, don't pay them, and retrain. Fair enough. Retrain people. Um, now then, we're going to go to the player ratings now. Um, but we all, before we start, I'm going to do it a different way around. We're going to start with Alan. Now, Alan Bennett, as we, everybody that watches it regularly will know, is is the blogger of, of, for us that goes to the match. So he picks his man of the match out, but he sees it there, the match being played, so he sees it totally different probably to us on the TV. So uh, I sometimes sort of think, why? Why has he gone for that? But then again, like I say, he sees it. You know, we only see the, sometimes the close-ups of it. His man of the match was Mr. Vase. Now, that surprised me because I wasn't impressed with him for the first goal. But, Doug, your, um, your thoughts on that? Would you, would you say that he was the best Leicester player? I think he had a stinker, to be honest. Mm. I didn't think he was great. Um, as well, like I know he obviously made the challenge to Bruno Fernandes, uh, and that was obviously given a yellow card. Uh, I don't understand how that was. I think he won the ball cleanly. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I I think he had a shocker. I think I think he had a bit of a stinker, to be honest. Uh, but he won't he he won't have them. He won't have many of those. Let's just say. But uh, yeah, for me today, I think he had a wee bit of a stinker. That uh, about base. And before anybody says, by the way, yes, I do know. I have got the correct Manchester United badge up there, just in case anybody is wondering. Um, Brad, would you have gone for phase? We're going to obviously come on to the ratings in a second. No, I, I wouldn't have. In fact, out of him and his centre-back pairing, if he was to give it out of the defence, I'd have given it to Harry Souter. I think he was calm. I think he was very decisive on the ball, Souter. I think, look, and, and Doug will know this because he's, you know, he's fine. You know, he's joint top goal scorer for Liverpool. Wildface clearly has a mistake in him in a rash moment. And we're going to have to accept that as Leicester fans that he's not going to be the complete composed centre-back. He's lacklustre. He's... His indecisive pass, shall I say, because it wasn't really a ball to Mendy, but there was no venom through it to have cleared it to the middle of the park, which led to the goal. I don't think he had the worst of games, but it's clear to know that if we're looking at which one you're going to try and expose to give give you a chance, it is wow. And we have to accept that as Leicester fans because 
I think Doug's right. We it won't happen a lot, but when it does happen, it seems to cost him. No, for me, for me, he wasn't in the running of the top five for, for a lesser man of the match. For me, he did. It was his fault with the first goal because it was an awful pass to try and find Mendy. Uh, later on in the game, he did do what he did best, which was he got the ball and he thought, I can't do anything with this. And he just booted it upfield back up to the halfway line. So that's as much as uh, we, could, we could ask. Gray has calmed down. Glad you have, mate. Um, <laughs> Alan has been to the pub. <laughs> I think he must have. He must have been drinking on the coach back. <laughs> so I did. I can say when he sent it through, I did look at that and go, "Yeah, okay, he sure." But fair, I can say he was there. It's not for me to sort of say anything. Uh, Tete didn't do enough. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone for Tete to be honest with you. But we're going to find out what. Well, we got one Leicester fan. We got one neutral. And of course, we are going to be comparing it to uh, Mr. Blackwell from the Leicester Mercury Stroke Leicestershire Live. And uh, we will be seeing what everybody's uh, ratings are. And we'll be doing it straight after this. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That one wasn't quite long enough, but let me just bring the artwork up. Um... I've got it here somewhere. Here we go. Um, that's like a, an insect chant, isn't it? Here we go. It's what they sing when they're on the way to the football, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's a joke. Oh, God. No, was it? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the ants played the flies in the... Uh, in the saucer semi-final, the winner goes to play on in the cup. Anyway, here we go. Yeah, moving oh, on. For God's sake! Now I've got a referee a joke off between you two. I'm giving Doug a point. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm going to see. You put me off now. You've put me off. What am I doing? People have been asking me that. You're playing, you're playing jigsaw with the screen is what you're doing. Uh, there, there we go. There <laughs> hey. you go. Yeah, eventually. Right, so what we'll do is we will come to... Uh, I'll read you out what... Um, uh, <laughs> because Brad never agrees with Jordan, do you? No, he's he's a Grinch when it comes to his ratings. Yeah. Um, so what we'll do is we will... Um, I'll read that out and then we'll let Doug vote first and then uh, we'll let... Uh, I'll, I'll move it around like that. And then as the neutral, we'll see if... Um, uh, so we'll get. So what did I say then? Doug go first, and then we'll uh, see what Brad has to say. I was going to say you can't have Doug go first, and then the neutral. Otherwise, it's a bit unfair on me. That is it. <laughs> you want to go? All right, all right, you go first, then Brad. There we go. Right. Okay. So we're going to start with Mr. Ward. Um, Mr. Blackford said on the ball he was very good, chipping nice passes out to Castagna and Christiansen to start City attacks. But it's his first game in a while where his goalkeeping comes into question again. He seemed to make his body smaller for the two Rashford goals with the second straight at him. And he gave him a five. Well, the Grinch has already started, hasn't he? I don't think there's a lot he, I don't think there's a lot he can do about any of the goals in in mm. fairness. Um the oh if I'm gonna be 
uber critical and take off my um, goalkeeper's committee jumper off. Um, the first time? Yeah, for the first time. He maybe could have sped out to try and close down the angle for Rashford, but Rashford's in form. I think he scores that regardless. I mean, he had all day to hit it, and if he needed to hit it earlier, he'd have still put it in the same corner. Um, he conceded three goals. There wasn't really much he can do about it. His distribution's still great, and everything else about him was good today. I'm giving him a six. I, I've got. I think six is a fair result. I think five's harsh on his performance. Are you going to give him a six, Doug? I think you were impressed with Danny Ward, though, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Uh, I thought. I thought he kept Leicester in the game today, um, as well. I think there were a couple of opportunities that United had, um, especially. I think one. Uh, Veghorst, I think, had one. Um, there was a few. There were a few of them that had a, a couple of chances, but no, I I thought he kept the score down. I thought he was really, really good today. Uh, I think five is very harsh. Um, regarding, yes, I know he's obviously considered three goals. So obviously, you have to take sort of, you know, you have to take sort of three marks away. But for me, I would give him a seven. I'm giving him a seven. I must admit, I would probably have to agree with you, but six, seven, it's uh, it, it's pretty much in the same ballpark, isn't it? Uh, Rene would have given him a seven and a half. It's always one that do gives halves. him Don't do halves, Rene. <laughs> Give him a seven Don't or do eight. Halves. Seven. Uh, seven. I would give I will give him a seven. Didn't do much wrong. I don't think he did, to be honest with you. No, he didn't um, really. Uh, then we're going on to Timothy Castagna. Uh, for the first five minutes, he was slightly on his heels, but he moved up the gears quickly. It was brilliant. was a brilliant outlet on the right. With Ganacho unable to handle him. Defensively, he won headers and made a fine sliding tackle on Veghorst, but he didn't play to the whistle for United second, appealing for offside instead of chasing Rashford, which was a fair point. Uh, he gave him a seven. Brad? I mean, that's just natural instinct to do that with Rashford because, to be fair to Castagne, he was offside. We know that because Castagne was about half a foot behind him. So, Castagne was in the impression that he was offside and even Rashford was with his half-arse celebration for it until he mm. was shocked with the award. And so, I'd, I'm not going to have a go at him for that. Look, I've questioned Castagne over the last few weeks saying that he's OK, but he gets out-muscled and outweighed on that side and um, today was totally different he was one of our better players in the first half I think he was a real bright spark acting as a attacking right wing back um, a lot of good stuff that Leicester managed in that first 45 came the way of Castagne either directly or getting the ball forward to and, and up, up into their halves i, I I'm adverse to giving eights when we lose a game, but I would give him an eight because I think the fact that Ganacho got is 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 the only Manchester United player that was taken into the wrong dressing room because he's in Castagne's pocket. I mean, Ten Hag, <laughs> we were looking out thinking, I had to take you off, mate, and we lo- and we won three nil because he had you on toast. I'm going to give him an eight. I think he was really good today, and yeah. he doesn't deserve to be on the losing end. I think we'll see possibly uh, Ricardo back next week. But uh, Doug, I mean, sorry, your your score. Uh, I'd agree with what. Um, who is it? Jordan, Jordan Bennett, is it? Gordon Bennett, more like with his predictions. <laughs> but <his> score, <laughs> but... Um... <laughs> Jordan Blackwell. <laughs> Jordan Blackwell, right? Okay. Um... 
I would I would agree with him. I I, I would have gone seven for Castani. I think he had a pretty good game, and the fact that he kept uh, Garnacho quiet uh, was why he brought he, it was why Ten Hag brought him off. He, uh, he he didn't have a very good game. Uh, in fact. I don't know what this is, but I know Garnacho's only only young. He's only like 18, 19, but he shouldn't really be starting Manchester United games. No, no. Uh, David says this was one of Custania's better games. Um, fair point. Uh, there's a couple of marks for Sutar, but we've not got to him yet. Gray, uh, Custania wasn't great, especially Rashford's second goal. Uh, Rene's given him an eight, and Steve's given him a seven. Uh, talking of the aforementioned Suter, uh, we move on to him. He won headers, made blocks, and slid in for excellent challenges in the first half, nearly getting himself a goal with a thumping effort just over the bar, too. He was unfortunate to play Rashford on side for the first, and the second half was difficult for him with City so open and United going forward, attacking him with pace. And he gets a sixth off Jordan. That's right. So, so, so hold on. This is no, 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 Doug. This is what 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 old Gordon Bennett does here, right? Because he, he praises them and then gives them a low rating, but then he'll berate somebody but give them a high rating. I just, I, he, the way he does it is is baffling. I'm going to match him up here with Castagne. I'm going to give him an eight because I think he just showed he does not care. He does not care if it's Arsenal, Man United, doesn't care if it's Everton, Tottenham, Villa. He's up to the task and up to the job. You cannot blame him for be, for, for playing Rashford onside because the, the momentum of the ball uh, is forward. While Faze is playing a forward pass, he is on he's flat footed, he's he's expecting to push Man United back and, and, and get at them. You can't say anything about that. I think he was solid. He stood up in the face of Manchester United and went. I don't care that Rashford's on fire. I'm going to get my head on it. Bang, clear it. Bang, clear it. Foot in, tackle. You're not getting through me. You're not getting an easy afternoon. And I know the scoreline says that, but realistically, when they were trying to take it past Harry Sutar, they did not have it easy. And he does a, he, a six. Ooh, told you he's a Grinch. Doug, <laughs> <laughs> guys, if you if you're voting in the chat, please wait until we get to that particular player. Otherwise, you disappear up the chat, and, and I can't be asked going searching for them. Um, Doug, two sevens. Does Sutar get the third? Yep, I agree. Uh, I think he he was definitely worth a seven today. I think again he is very unlucky with the the first goal. I think it is a face mistake, but uh, the fact that obviously Sutar play, plays obviously. Um, yeah, Rashford on side. But I thought in the whole, I thought he was very, very good. He was unlucky not to score from a header. Um, and that's the thing as well. I think you've been wanting sort of a defender who can like do that, blocks, yeah. defend, and also go up for, for corners. And I think um, if he gets his head on one of those you know, corners, maybe next week it may, it may end up in a goal. I, I, I honestly think Harry Suter will get a couple of goals this season and they'll, yeah. they'll probably be match-winning ones because I, I, I'm very impressed with them. I think £15 from uh, Stoke is an absolute steal. Yeah, I, I am, I am well, well pleased. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute, I'm gonna mute Brad for this one <laughs> because without phase, uh, he made a solid start, but then gave uh, the ball away 
for the Rashford opener and seemed to spend the rest of the game trying to make up for his mistake. There were a few calamitous clearances uh, in with some strong tackles, but he was dragged all over the place in the second half and that allowed for plenty of United opportunities. Jordan gave him a four. Brad? Well, you know, a broke... A, blo a broken clock is right twice a day, as, as the infamous saying is. And, and I, this is the one time I'm agreeing with him. I, I, I always really? said, look, I, I think, I we, yeah, because I think we have to, no, I think we have to accept that he does have that tendency to be a little bit rash, a little bit maybe too ahead of the game. And maybe that's just his footballing intelligence, but he's a little bit ahead of things. His clearances weren't the greatest today what did he give him a four four still a bit harsh I, I, but i can't give him much more um man you really exposed him when they got on top and leicester's heads dropped and the shoulder slumped they exploited him all all, all afternoon after that and i'm gonna have to give him a five i just don't think he was this was one of his worst performances as a last player, and that's saying something considering how good he's been for us. Does anybody remember the opportunity not slapometer? For, for those of you that do, there we go. Just a, a trip back in time. For you. <laughs> <laughs> so five. Um, the neutral perspective, uh, Doug. Uh, I did think he had a bit of a stinker, to be honest. But I think I think four is very harsh. I think is is very very harsh. This uh, Gordon Bennett or Jordan Blackpool, whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah, I, I you know the first goal is a bit of a, a bit of a stinker as he has had, but um, no, I'll go. I'll agree with I'll agree, I'll agree with Brad. I'll go for a five. Go for five. Okay, there we go. Hello, good evening. Um, you're going to rate the United players too? I don't. I, did, I wasn't watching them closely enough to be of a fair description. I don't know. I think I think we better better not do. All I'll say is, Ashford, is he's unplayable at the moment, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I wonder if she gives. I wonder if Heli gives uh, Bruno Fernandez a, a nine point nine. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let us know, hello. Is, is, is yeah. the of the match. Also, hello, give us your point, thoughts on uh, Mr. Atwell in the centre. What did you think of him? Just out of interest. Manchester United's player of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Faye's got a four off Brookline. Um, Rene's given him a six. And uh, Steve's given him a six as well. Now, Papa Mende. Oh, no, we haven't done Christiansen, have we? Christiansen, no, I was going to say we're, yeah, we're, we're He wasn't quite as effective as in his previous two matches and wasn't able to make as many forceful tackles to win more admirers. He was exposed a little in the second half as City were cut apart, but kept going until the end and tried to support Barnes whenever he could. He gets the six from Jordan. Yeah, um, I, look. The second goal killed killed his momentum because he's very very good. I mean, I know we're sitting here with blue tinted glasses on, but you know, hearing more and more from that from neutrals and, and Doug said it already about him. He sung his praises. We've done yet again some very astute business. We've got a right couple of bargains on our hands with with mm -hmm. Christensen and, and Sutar, in my opinion. Second goal obviously killed 
any momentum we had and any sniff of a momentum we had. But for what he was able to showcase, he was up and down that wing like he was running off Duracell batteries. He was never looked like he was out of energy. I'm going to give him a seven because, again, he did look good and he always looked eager to win the ball and, 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 and praise any good effort shown to him. So, yeah, I, I'd give him a seven. Seven. Doug? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, biting on chicken. Um... <laughs> oh, that's foul. Oh, oh. for God's sake. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, I, 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 I think, I think Christian's another very good game today. Um, and as I said, I think he's been, he's been excellent since he's uh, since he came in. It's, it's you know, it's, you seem to find these. Uh, you seem to find these gems and in, 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 in Danes. Um and the the thing is as well that he is a very, very good left back. I, I I was very, very impressed. And I think as well he is he's very pacey down the down the left as well. Um I don't think he did, I don't think he had a, a foot wrong, um, Christensen. I really, really don't. And uh, on another day, um, pardon the pun, but he would bring the bacon home. So definitely seven. Hey, get a love the pun, dog. Get a love the pun. Another seven. What's Doug's favourite number? Anybody answers on a post. Seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> I'll let you get back to your chicken. I, uh, I went to the airport recently. I went up to this woman. I went. Bark, 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 bark. She said, "No, sir. This is the check-in desk." Right. No, that's um, Tim Vine. I know. That, that's a Tim Vine joke. That <laughs> one. Hey, we've got. Uh, we're get ready for it because we have got um, Michael McIntyre coming to Bournemouth soon. So looking forward. Papamende, he was calm on the ball and that helped City to build attacks with the Senegalese midfielder often playing the short first pass that started off the move. He pressed well too and was pushed, punished unfairly with the yellow card for a good tackle in the second half. Now reading that, I'd be thinking, yep, seven, possibly an eight. That you get six. Brad? What? Sorry. <laughs> Jordan back. Jordan He's joking on the chicken. Jo- <laughs> that's, well, that's, that, a that's... Line I never thought I'd ever say in a football post. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Black. <laughs> but Doug, okay, okay, take two, take two in the studio, take two. Uh, but do you see what I mean, Doug? Praises someone puts them down. He, he's very weird. And uh, Jordan Blackwell, who hurt you? I just want to know because. I'm not going to say that at all. I'm not going to give him a six rating. Pappy Mendy, right? Because you have to call him Pappy when he when he makes you happy. Because you can't call him his full name because that's what that's like the naughty step name, isn't it? Napoli's Mendy. That's his naughty name, or he's he's not done that well. Napoli's Mendy, tell him off. But Pappy Mendy makes you feel cheerful inside. And Pappy Mendy was my Leicester man of the match. He was running back to put tackles in and break up break up play. He was getting Leicester on the front foot. He was very, very unnoticed in how he kept putting Leicester on the front foot, whether it was passing it through the middle to Iacho, out wide to Castagne or Tete, giving it to Dewsbury Hall to, to, to pass it on to, to the left side. He was phenomenal for today. Kind of reminds me of that certain performance that Hamza Chowdhury put in when Brendan Gomes sang his praise. Hopefully the same thing doesn't happen to him, otherwise he'll be out alone next season mm. if he's still here. I'm I'm going to make him my standout man of the match by giving him a nine. 
that's how I'm gonna. That's that's what I'm gonna do from now on as well. My highest rating will go to who I think is our man of the match. I'm gonna give him a nine because you could not fault his level of effort and commitment today. My standout player for Leicester by a mile. He he never gave it up. He never shirked his responsibility right. while he was on the pitch. And to Jordan Blackwell, <laughs> he is six. Fair, fair enough. Uh, of course, it was, of course, also a song by the Sweet in the 1970s. Oh, no, no, that was Papa Joe. I know it was something like that. <laughs> close, <laughs> close. I'm <laughs> uh, old yeah. enough to remember it. I've got that. Uh, whenever we talk about Peppa Mende, I've always got that going in my head. Peppa Mende, Mende. Anyway, uh, Doug. <laughs> I have to agree with Brad. I think he is man of the match. I think he was excellent. And I think he got a really harsh booking. I don't know why he was booked. Uh, because obviously Atwell is a bit of a... A, a blind bat, uh, definitely. But yeah, for me, Mendy broke up play, played some lovely passes as well. Yeah. He was definitely man of the match. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in total agreement with Brad Nine. Nine. I've always liked you, Doug. You can come on this channel more, I reckon. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> He'll be wanting pain next. Shush, shush. Paying. Uh, oh, God. Kieran Dewsbury Hall. Um, he had a sloppy opening 10 minutes. Wow. But then hit his stride, making himself busy to pinch the ball on the edge of his own box and to fire some nice passes into Madison's feet. He was bypassing the second period before being substituted a six. Do you think, Brad, that he is suffering a bit like Tielemans was? Because he is tended looking to me like he's playing a more defensive role. I think he might be suffering a little bit from burnout because he was he was very hot and cold today. Um, you know, he you didn't see much of him in that first ten minutes, or so, although you give credit to my oh for God's sake. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm just I, I just I just learned to ignore it and continue, Doug. You you know what it's like. But yeah, yeah I tried you know, that one but I found the bus. Oh dear. Anyway, I'll start. I'll keep going. The first 10 minutes, you could put it down to Manchester United being the better side at opening 10 minutes, that he was a little bit quiet and not his usual self. Um, and, and, and that probably restricted him because he found himself having to pick the ball up in a bit deeper in, in, in Leicester's half. And he's used to picking it up maybe on the halfway line or just, just inside the opposition half, where he's, he's, a, he's a lot more effective and he's able to do what he showcases his skills and what he's there. He works a lot better when he's pushing up alongside Madison than he ever does when he's doing that nitty-gritty defensive work. Not that he can't do it, it's just he, he just impacts the game more for us. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a seven. I don't think he did a lot wrong, but he just, you know, the goals killed him off. He was taken off, so I, I can't give him more than a seven, but he was, he was, he was all right. But it might be worth dropping the next game, give him a rest mm. against Arsenal, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I do like it when Gray's in because he's my age and he remembers all the songs I do. Um, uh, where are you? Gave him a seven, did you say? Yes, seven, seven, Doug. Hey, have you? Seven. Um, is, is your chicken gone down now? Yes, my chicken has gone down. Yes, uh, it has gone down. It was very, very tasty. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Jewsbury Hall, very, very seven. Tasty. Very, very tasty. 
What was that an advert to? I don't know. I don't, I, don't know. I don't. I don't know. And I don't. Ray, come on, help me out here. Tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. They're very tasty. Anyway, do carry on, Doug. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I give, I give Jewsbury Hall seven as well. Seven. Okay. So a couple of sevens there. Um, it was an advert. I'm sure that. Uh, tasty. Is it not? Am I making that up? Quite possibly. Um, James Madison. He used his body expertly in the first half to create space, weave around opponents and create chances. He was the best player on the pitch, but then in the second period, uh, it was like he knew that and he tried to do everything himself, often running into trouble. Fair point with that. Fair point. Uh, he's got a seven, Doug. No, Brad, sorry. He's got a seven off Jason. Maybe, maybe that was the alcohol wearing off and he started to see this, what he'd written down and was matching scores up because that actually makes sense to what he said about him to the rate he's given him. And, and again, kind of like Dewsbury Hall, he had some frustrating moments where the ball's at the wrong end of the pitch and he really can't do what is natural to his game. But he hustled, he bustled, uh, you know, he, he, he tried when given the opportunity. I, would, I was signalling that while you were reading it out, thinking, here comes a five. After he said all that, he's going to give him a five or a six, but he didn't. And uh, the blo the broken clock strikes again, because I'm agreeing with him. He gets, he, Madison gets a seven. He tried. Um, he did his best. Um, but it wasn't to be for him. So, yeah, he gets a seven. Um, do, 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 do. Doug? Yeah, um, you actually said something that, that really were, caught my eye um, earlier. Madison trying too much. Mm. I agree to an extent. I think he was trying a little bit too much. Uh, but apart from that, you know, he, he, he is... <clears throat> it's good to see him back. It's good to see him back, James Madison, and, and long may that continue. Uh, yeah, definitely. So definitely a seven uh, for seven. me as well. Um, apparently it was Pop-Tarts. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Uh, although that could grow. So Gray said it was Pop-Tarts. I'm just on the look here. I can't find anything with the... Uh, oh, right. Every time I hear Pop-Tarts, I think of... Um, I think of... Oh, my God. How can I forget his name? Rayman. He was in with Rayman with Tom Cruise. Dustin Hoffman? That's it. I, I don't know how I forget Dustin Hoffman, but yeah, Hoff, Dustin Hoffman, Pop-Tarts. Pop, I just, like, every time someone says Pop-Tarts, that's all that comes into my head. Huston Doffman. Huston yeah. Doffman, yeah. That, 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 Whenever that, anybody that, says Pop-Tarts to me, I always always think of the X. Right, um, Tete. His touch wasn't as sharp uh, as at Villa, and he's hung on to the ball too long at times, but he did get more involved than against Spurs, dribbling with pace and getting on the right wavelength with Castagna. Uh, he lacked a bit of finesse in his finishing. He gets a five from Jordan. I think that's I think that's harsh, but I'm used to it. I, I, unlike you, Doug, I'm, I, I don't choke on chicken when I hear his scores. I, I, I'm very accustomed and numb to Jordan Black Blackwell's or Gordon Bennett's bloody rating. Gordon Blackhead, then. <laughs> yeah, Gordon, Gordon Strachan, the way he's going. I don't, I don't know. I'm running out of different names to call him. But, look, Tete today was faced with a different task, and it's not a task that he's going to come up against all that often, considering the, the calibre of opposition in the Premier League. And that is, he was very much dependent, we were very much dependent on him doing more in his defensive duties which is second nature to which is second 
in his strengths and compared to what we signed him for. And he he was a bit out of position. He wasn't as close to Castagne to help him as, as much as Rogers liked. Uh, you could hear him on the sidelines telling him to get a bit closer or pushing a bit, get a bit tighter to it. But in terms of going forward, he drove with the ball. He ran into the box. He took the chances. He was, dare I say, Mares esque at times with his step-overs to work that space and shimmy the opportunity. He was dangerous. Me gets... He gets a seven because what we expect him to do and what we're potentially, we know the deal's convoluted, but what we're potentially paying him to do as his first and foremost job, he did well. He will not be expected to do the bulk load of defensive tracking back against other oppositions. And that's where he will naturally shine in them games. This yeah. game, he didn't shine, but he didn't do anything wrong, in my opinion. Uh, he gets a seven. He gets a seven. Um uh, Terry, oh, sorry, Gray, naughty boy, it wasn't Pop-Tarts. No, it was Bran Flakes. Not Brad Flakes. That's, that's, that's something else completely. I've just stepped on a cornflake. Does that make me a serial killer? <laughs> anyway, Brad, coming back to you. Uh, you said that I, one before, and it still gets me every time you oh, say it. Dear. Yeah, yes, that's it, it. In other news, just just for maybe anyone who's neutral in in the comments, and you're a Leeds fan, dreading who your next manager is going to be. QPR just sat the manager, so you know. But just thought I'd let everybody know some updated news that that's just happened. But yeah, back, back to the actual thing that matters and counts. Did you do 27? Sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know what Doug was saying. But, um, yeah, I I'm in. I'm in. I'm in agreement with that. I think Teddy, uh, he looks a really good player on that right hand side. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of joy with him. I think he's a he's a very very good talent, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he uh, what else he can do. I think he uh, he was up against a very good player in Luke Shaw today, um, but he he definitely opened Manchester United up today. He definitely did. So yeah, for me, definitely a seven. Seven. Right, yeah. um, Mr. Ianacho. Uh These are games. These are the games he can have, as Rogers knows uh, all too well. He set up by. I don't know if it makes sense. These are the games he can have, as Rogers knows all too well. He can set up. He set up Barnes for the first good chance, and then had a header superbly saved. But he always blew one opportunity with a poor touch and scuffed finish. While he lost the ball in the build-up to United's third, I can't believe this. Five off Jordan. Please tell me. Oh, get out! Get, get out of the room. Get in the bin, Jordan. What are you doing? Right, that's that's it. I'm off. <laughs> yeah, I'm off as well. Some run for this, so we're off. We're, we're, we're storming out in protest at Jordan. You know what? No, don't go. Don't leave me. Yeah, I know. Get Jordan, get Jordan on this show. We'll have a meeting. We'll have some beef. We'll have some discussion about this because I'm sick of this. The, the only thing I would say, and, I, and, and this goes back to my potential criticism, which you really can't have given where the game was at that point, is 
when Ma- when I mean, Madison, I got when Ian Acho needed a bit more support and maybe someone alongside him, Rogers chose like for like over a system change, and that's the only way Ian Acho could have maybe got something out of the game, which he, yeah. I, I would say he warranted. David De Gea makes fantastic save. He looked good. He was winning headers. He was holding the ball up in that first yeah. half. He was doing exactly what you'd asked of him. And I think he was very unfortunate not to come away from that game with a goal or an assist to him. Because, let's face it, half an inch the other side and, and Barnes makes it 1-0. And, and then he actually continues his, his goal scoring, um, providing form. So... I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him an eight. I think he was really good. And I think Jordan Blackwell needs to get in the bin with his rating. Goal scoring, what was he said? Goal scoring. Goal scoring. I meant to say like, I couldn't think of the term, but you know, he's he's either providing or scoring a goal, and he's going to keep that goal one going. And providing, that's it. Well, I think he deserves this. In fairness. Nacho oh, man, nacho, nacho. nacho man, can you? Um, eight, well, you gave him. Um, yeah. uh, you're more, I agree with you more than I agree with Jordan, but what will the independent adjudicator say? How, how Jordan Blackwell has given Ian Acho a five after that game, um, I, I'll never know. I will never know. Um, Again, I thought Ian Acho had a very, very good game. Um, and again, a couple of those moments, you know, he has probably a couple of goals. Um, it's, it's, it's the very, very sort of um, hard lines, you'd have to say, for, for Ian Acho. But yeah, for me, Ian Acho was very, very good. I would I would probably give him a seven, Ian Acho. Uh, I think that's the only the only sort of difference for me. But definitely a... Who knew? Who knew that you might go seven for that? <laughs> I mean, you know, apart from Faze and Mendy, seven's been your favourite number. <laughs> yeah, it's almost much. like he's a neutral. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, let's have a look at uh, Mr. Harvey Barnes, who's improved oh, his last God. couple of. Um, I uh, dread, I it's... dread to think what's coming with us. Uh, yeah. Threes, twos, fours, ones, nothing. Well, here we go. Maybe you'll be surprised then. He dribbled with pace and linked... Sorry, can't speak. He dribbled with pace and linked excellently with Inacho for his early chance. But that was as good as it got for him. He was barely involved uh, in the second half and kept losing his footing at the key moments in attacks too. And he was given a five. Uh, it's not as bad as I was thinking. It was still pretty harsh and bad. Because in my opinion, um, Christiansen is the Christmas present that Harvey Barnes would have had on his wish list to give him that freedom because he has got a new lease of life with Christiansen. Um, because Christiansen pushes forward, he will go out on the wing to allow Harvey Barnes to come inside and be involved and vice versa. He'll get into the middle to allow Barnes to stay out on the left and, and, and stretch the space. I, look, every midfielder in an attacking sense is capable and susceptible to losing the ball a bit easily. And you're going to do that against a quality opposition like Manchester United. But honestly, for the most part of that game, until it was dead in the water at 3-0, I'm not, I'm not going to knock him down for, for, for the third goal because... We were dead in the water and we, we were shell-shocked by everything that had gone on. 
I'm going to give him a seven. I think I think these last three games, we're, we're seeing what Barnes really can bring to the table um, because of who he's got as his wing-back partner. Um, and that's no, and again, I just want to stress that's nothing against Luke Thomas. They're two, two completely different wing backs here in Christensen. Um, but what Christensen allows him to do with his fluidity, I, I don't think he had a bad game at all. I think a seven, maybe I'm being a little bit kind, it should be a six, but I, I'm going to put my neck out there and say he gets a seven. <laughs> Tom, let me guess. What are you going to go for here? Four. Six. Hey! Hey! You, you know what? You can have that to change it up. <laughs> I can forgive you for changing it up. I'm happy with that. No, I, I had a. I, I think he was he was good in the first half. I think we kind of didn't really see him in the second half once the sort of the the scoreline went to sort of two three nil. Um, but yeah, that that first half, if De Gea doesn't make that world class save with his right glove, um, yeah. he, Harvey Barnes is scoring. Yes. Yeah, so six there. Quick and just quickly, we're not going to go into mad detail on on the subs. Uh, but he gave Samare a four, Tillemans a five, Pratt a six, and Vardy a five. And I, he's probably got those about right on there. Uh, I think you just give them all a five. They they came on to a dead game in a sense. Yeah, like a ab- average, average, average five for the uh, the, the subs definitely. Um, well, there we go. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for, for joining in that. Mendy was your man of the match, both of you. Yep. Yeah, I think I think that's... He has now added himself onto a list of players that are out of contract this season that we're looking at going, he needs a deal. Yes. He needs a deal and he needs to have the promise back because it's clear... You know, you know. Honestly, if you're saying to me, Brad, and I know this is early, but if you said to me, Brad, what changes would you make for Arsenal? I would. Brad, what changes would you make for Arsenal? There you go. You got there. You got there. I would say, well, if you wanted to have that defensive midfielder, put Samare there, so he can have that defensive anchor role. But take drop Dewsbury Hall, give him a rest, and use Mendy's aggression in that middle of the park alongside somebody and have Dewsbury, you know, have, have Dewsbury on the bench or even alongside him if you want to move him over and not play someone like Timmons and have Mendy in that middle of the park as the two in the centre mids and get them both playing because Mendy deserves to keep playing and deserves a new deal. So, yeah, that's how I would change it. And, um, yeah, I think the rest of them probably weren't given a start because I don't think Amarty comes in for a wild phase, sorry to say, despite the performance, but that might be another one that changes. We don't know. We'll, we, we'll, don't we'll, know. We'll we never know that's... with Brendan. We never know. Just very quickly, guys, some important news about the shows next week. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Now, I know normally on a Friday night we do the prediction show. We have started doing it on a Friday night. It's moved from Wednesday to Fridays, which will be its new home. But I have to say, next week there will be no prediction show, as I am too ashamed to put my face on screen when we talk about it, because I got a big fat zero this week. Oh, <laughs> never... bottle press. 
Oh, right. <laughs> Says the man who got two. He worked exactly what the floor with me. But yeah, I got a zero. So I am extremely embarrassed. So well, well done, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve got four. I mean, he actually won the money. He week. actually won a week. Well done, yeah. Steve. Well yeah. done. He'll put that on his fridge. He'll put that on his fridge. One <laughs> came a week, 24. Why? He'll message me asking me to do a certificate for him. The funny thing is, at midday next Friday, I've actually got an eye test, so I think I might need it. Right now, right <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're blindly predicting. <laughs> Um, coming up though next week we've got a lot going on Uh, this man is coming up on Wednesday at 9 o'clock Stan the man Um, Brad um, is looking forward to it I think Doug will be as well Uh, I didn't do too bad at Liverpool and if you ever say Stan Collymore too may always think of those games against Newcastle whoa they were two fantastic games they were fantastic games yeah so Wednesday at 9 o'clock we will be joined by Stan also, as well, obviously, like like myself, uh, he had has had uh, gone through depression. So hopefully, be talking to him about that and maybe sort of giving a bit of advice to anybody who is going through that at the moment. Uh, Monday at nine, just before that, we have got um, uh, the question time, and then on uh, Thursday at nine o'clock, we've got the Arsenal preview. Also coming up, uh, I'm just going to arrange the date with this one. Uh, Jonathan's brother, Paul Ross, will be joining us, TV personality and radio DJ for Talk Sport, uh, as you can see there from the mugs. Uh, he will be joining us as well for a chat. And if you want to support the channel, uh, what I've done is I have, um, obviously we're in the middle of a, a, a pricing um, situation at the moment with everybody with money. So I've actually just got the one membership available now. I've shoved it all together, brought it down to the lowest price, which is one ninety nine. If anybody's paying more than that, please stop it. And then you can rejoin at the one ninety nine price. So you get everything that you would have got on all the others, but it's now one ninety nine because we are in this crisis. I can't believe how cheap I am. Uh, people have said it many times about me before, though. Doug, thank you so much for popping on, sir. Uh, well done to you for the win yesterday. Just showing. What, what did I say? I said Arsenal. It was Arsenal's um, chat Premier League uh, win to lose, and look what they're doing. And I said Liverpool have got no chance of getting top four, and you're about six points off it now. So it just shows why I'm getting no points in no points in the predictions. But just tell people where they can find you. Oh. No, not that one. Let's bring the the better looking one up. There you go. Uh, yes, you can find me on the Dugger Football Channel on YouTube. I'm also on Twitter at nrod underscore 1992, Instagram at Douglas I'm also on Facebook at Douglas James Horn. And also, I am on TikTok as well, if you want to follow me on, the, on there as well. And I'll leave you with this, because we were obviously speaking about uh, Ian Acho being the magic man. What do you call a magician that loses his magic? Ian. Didn't. I didn't mute him quick enough. I can't unmute you now. There we go. I didn't mute you. I tried to mute you then. Um, I'm going to go. I'm just going to. I'm just going to kick you out for that, Doug. I'd like to say it's been a pleasure, but it hasn't. In fact, I have. I have actually got a new jingle for you, Doug. Oh no. <laughs> oh yes. Here we go. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. 
Goodbye. And hello, Brad. Uh, <laughs> hello. Hello. Find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook just by searching my name, Brad Perkis. And I don't know why you would. All I do is waffle football all the time. Follow me on Twitter at my Twitter handle. It's at Full Time Focus. That's all one word. There's no hyphen between the full and time. As, as, as I probably should have put it in there. But yeah, at Full Time Focus on Twitter. My channel, as Chris always does, because he's an absolute legend, he puts a link in the description. It is Top 10 Battles, where we obviously do Top 10 Battles. I've got a lovely football quiz. So if you like that and you want to get involved, let me know over on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, and just make sure you do everything that you should on this channel. Go and support it through all of them there. The TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and, and yeah. And just Brilliant. You'll never get sick of seeing me that way. No, and, and also, oops, goodbye. Uh, that was a quick, uh, because I've got a video for uh, Brad as well. <laughs> Actually, let me just bring Brad back in, because I was watching a, I was checking, I was looking at your channel the other day, as you know, and I was looking at a video from about two years ago. My God, you had a Jesus beard back then. Oh, yes, I even had the Jesus hair, mate. Back then I was, I was, uh, a homeless man that looked like he'd broken into a into a house to do his videos. I, I certainly lived up to the uh, the luck. I did it. I thought, bloody hell, we didn't have COVID that far back. Why are we having an echo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, gentlemen, sir, I will see you Monday at nine for question time. See you Monday at nine for question time. You made that rhyme and you didn't even know it. No, and we may even um, be talking about um, VAR and referees. Who knows? No. Thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, guys. Bye-bye. I tell you what, I know what I'm going to be writing about for my BBC uh, blog on Tuesday. Yes. Hold me back, guys. Hold me back. Um, thanks very much to Doug. Thanks very much to Brad. Thanks very much to everybody that has been watching. Uh, Less Little I Die TV on... Um, Oh man, my mind's gone. YouTube and Let It Till I Die TV on Twitch as well. You can also find us on all your social medias. Uh, Instagram, you'll see the little clips that we do. The little fun bits of clips is now being uploaded to um, to, to, to Instagram. And uh, so the shorts, we're doing a lot of shorts as well, and they'll also be uploaded onto TikTok soon as well. We're just waiting for that to go ahead. Uh, if you've been listening to me on um, or listening to the show on your favourite podcast platform, whatever that is. Thank you very much for lending me your ears. Uh, you can have them back now. Last thing, that referee. What? Well, <laughs> I'm still not happy. <laughs> Good night. See you tomorrow night at nine. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
looking for Dr. Goodhead. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.